Hello, everyone. Welcome to the, I believe, the fifth episode of the Far Out Wisdom miniseries called Free Flow Mind Sex. Orgies of ideas multiplying into compressed information based on individualistic experiences giving birth to wisdom that is contagious and dangerous. Fuel by what Jason Silva calls philosophical expressos. I invite guests onto the show to show that not only are we capable of being gods, but also teachers. I haven't had free flow mind sex in a long time. So um, yesterday I decided to have Isaac Miller from the Daily Archetype where we just kind of flow with each other. It was really unexpected. I love having unexpected podcast episodes. Um, but before we, before I begin the introduction to the episode that you're about to listen, please free, uh, please make donation to file via PayPal or Venmo or become a $5 Patreon member. Um, any donation that you guys provide for me really helps a lot um, in order for me to upgrade my equipment, in order for me to do this full time. So I really appreciate that. So anyways, I had Isaac Miller from The Daily Archetype and it was an awesome chance for me to get to know about Carl Jung. And uh, as you guys can see, it, as you guys hear uh, in this episode, we kind of broke down the subconscious, the unconscious, and talking about my dreams, about um, my uh, frequent dreams about mansions, houses, elevators, and we were both trying to break it down as much as possible. But we know that we're not going to do it in a, you know, in just one episode, because when it co comes to Carl Young. He has many articles, essays, books. If you guys have a chance, go to the Daily Archetype. I believe that's the YouTube channel. He has a video where he unpacks a, the Red Book. And it's this big book that's read, obviously, the name. And that's why we cannot summarize Carl Jung. And if you can fantastic fantastic but it, it was impossible for the both of us to do so in an hour and two minutes and the thing that I encourage you guys is to educate yourself as much as you can about Carl Jung because you're going to learn so much about your psyche uh at you're going to learn so much about yourself as an individual. Then you start to begin to see it in the the universe. You start to see it in your surroundings. And I encourage you guys to go to the Daily Archetype. Uh, with I, I think he's on Facebook too. I'm going to link all his information down below as well. So when before I go, I wanted to share a quote for you guys. And it says, No tree, it is said can grow to heaven unless its roots reach down to hell. Carl Jung. As always, guys, stay far out.
Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast. So I'm with my ginger buddy from the Daily Archetype. Ginger Isaac. people! <laughs> I'm with Isaac, and uh, it's going to... We were just having a conversation, and he was going all over the place, and I'm listening mm. to him, and I'm like, wow, this is interesting. Why he's not letting me record this? But we oh, yeah. were... Uh, so before we, um, for, before we begin, Isaac, introduce yourself to the foul universe and welcome to our little planet hey hey everybody on this planet and universe uh i come in peace and uh or do i i don't know i don't know what i come in i mean i'll tell you that i come in peace i plan on coming in peace but who knows so uh right i i'm isaac miller and i'm just a crazy person that has learned to manage the craziness and try to help everybody else do the same too if, if they want but i feel like <laughs> a lot of people don't want to manage their craziness they want to be managed by their craziness and that's a little bit of what we were talking about a minute ago i have the daily archetype facebook group i'll be launching a website all that's actually going to turn into a book over the next year or so and yeah i, I, I want 100 people to follow me on youtube by the way, no, subscribe <laughs> only because it's frustrating that I can't make my own. Uh, I just learned this. You can't make your own unique URL like Facebook.com slash whatever until right. you get 100 subscribers. And I, I don't know. I've got a few, but not enough. And it makes I me think sad. I'm subscribed. Yeah, I'm subscribed. Yeah, you you are. But all your all your hundred <laughs> or however many uh, hundreds, millions of uh listeners just subscribe to isaac daily archetype on youtube i'm gonna link that down below um so cool. i brought on isaac so we i was on the daily archetypes not too long ago and i have such a fun time and i love isaac i'm, I'm like in love with him because he's just so such a cool <sighs> fucking guy nonchalant and the daily archetype what i love about it and i told isaac this is that he's bringing young and and stuff in a more simple term and i believe that i think he's the only one besides uh my mutual friend uh jared chan that i watch when it comes to like Kara young mm. and the fact that uh isaac is breaking it down to summarize it in simple terms i respect mm. him greatly for it and i always start with compliments you know, and I love the fact that Isaac is just so nonchalant. I want to be like that. You know, he's you're, so you're killed. making me blush <laughs> and he makes me laugh. And we have such an awesome time on the daily archetypes. I'm going to be a frequent uh, a person on his uh, on his show. And yeah, you yeah. guys could see me in video. I rarely do videos. Oh. I rarely do videos. So if you, if we plan that and you give permission, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put the last one up on video because I didn't have permission. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe maybe clips. Otherwise, uh, maybe some of the future ones. But yeah, go yes, ahead. it was a uh, the the last one we did was that I I bought all these equipment. I have the you know not the best microphone, but I have good microphone. I have the auto interface. I have all these stuff, but I didn't buy a fucking camera and I fucked up and that ruined it for Isaac Daily Archetype. So oh. that's my fault. And you guys are gonna see a lot of my face on the Daily Archetype and the Daily Discourse. I rarely do that, but I love those guys and I love Isaac and that's gonna be my my thing with foul. So please guys go check it out. He's nice and he's adorable. And I love his haircut. If you guys, it's like a, you, you, you'll see his haircut on a feminist, but this is a man. What? 
I just do it because it, my hair is, uh, I have regular ginger hair, but it's, 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 it doesn't lay down. It's, it's a, um, it's a shortcut in life. Well, yeah, yeah, it does. It like, it gets poofy. Mm -hmm. And so when I used to do more like a regular haircut, anything that I would try to do, it would like not really, no matter what product or whatever, I couldn't like keep it going exactly how I wanted it. Right. And then, um, actually who inspired it? Like shoot, almost several years, a few years ago was, uh, arcade fire had this haircut when they got their Grammy award. And I was like, aha, that will save me like a minute every single day. The parts already built in and, uh, I haven't been able to go back since and I probably never will. I think it looks good on you. So thanks. Go check out the daily archetypes. And, um, <laughs> So I wanted to like ask you a little bit. Why did you name it the the daily archetype? Mm, interesting, interesting yeah. question. Uh, I am going to get into that in my episode zero that I'm releasing tonight. Also, another podcast that I did on another show today that will be released soon. So I'll uh, put out the information for that because it ha the the archetype of the day has so many meanings. Um, it has to do with the dawning of consciousness. It also has to do with a rebirth theme. And then the 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 thing that kind of like inspired it the most was um, Carl Jung's essay on uh, the stages of life. We, we talked about that a little bit before. Mm -hmm. But uh, one of the things that I really try to push in my media or whatever is to learn to go with whatever that is going on, uh, especially in your, your life. And, you know, if, if you're a young person and you try to be old or you're an old person, you try to be young. I mean, that's not going to be the end of the world, but you, you do that a lot and it'll lead to frustration and, and other issues. You, you've got to learn to go with whatever's going on and, and enjoy the journey. Right. And, what is the so the purpose is to mm. teach you about Carl mm. Jung? So when well, I, did you, I, go ahead. I I just want to clarify that real quick. It's that um, Jungian theory or Jungian psychology or whatever would sort of be the foundation, but I don't want to like you know be in that box so much specifically. Okay, it's ju it's just that the, the the language with that and the tools afforded by Carl Jung are probably the best. So that's, that's like the, one of the main things, but not like the only thing or the, the main, main thing. Mm -hmm. But anyway, go ahead. Will you explore like other psychologists in the daily archetypes as well? Uh, yeah, I, I, I hope to. Well, I mean, the thing about Carl Jung is that um, what I would like to do if, okay, there, there's a lot of, um, like Jungian terminology, like he invented the word uh, psychological complex. He invented, you know, extrovert, introvert. Also, his book Psychological Types was the foundation of um, uh, the the Myers Briggs test that we, we talked about before a little bit. Uh, so his language and thinking is already actually at the foundation of so much that we do when we speak of psychology or even story, because 
so much of our modern mythology and modern stories are a lot more Jungian than people know, especially the ones like most that focus on the hero's journey, because <clears throat> that was something that uh, Carl Jung especially adapted to, you know, modern consciousness, I guess, or modern thinking, uh, and then was picked up by um, Joseph Campbell, who expounded on it a bit more, and then uh, ultimately directly by uh, George Lucas. And then so in our modern uh, mythology or modern storytelling uh, in movies like, you know, Star Wars, The Matrix, Harry Potter and so many others, there's the hero's journey. And a lot of people are like, oh, cool heroes, like hero stories. Great, great, great. We watch those. But sometimes we don't even know why that we do that. <laughs> and it's be and it goes along to the, the point of, you know, the. Uh, uh, the uh, dawning of consciousness and coming to consciousness, because that, that's really what it's about. It's not just about like necessarily good triumphing, tr uh, winning over evil. It's mostly about um, coming to higher consciousness and, and maturing, which is a lot of what, what I'm about. So, uh, but to answer the question, will we explore others? And yes, absolutely. Um, I want to get into... Alan Watts, who's somebody that you talk about, um, Jordan Peterson, of course. Uh, I don't know. I could I could rattle off about ten or so that, that I want to get into. Of course, Nietzsche, uh, a, a bunch of others. Those might be the, the main ones. You'll see that in the episode zero. What one that I feel like is the most underrated, and maybe it's just that his personality and his book are a little bit dry and. Uh, not so mass appealing is um, Ian McGilchrist, and he's he's another one that's kind of the one of these like integral thinkers or integral psychologists or integral you know philosophers, and uh, he's one that that I hope to get into. But almost nobody else has has read his book, which is one of my favorites, the the Master's Emissary. Uh, but but that, that's one that I definitely hope to, to get into. I, what I would like to do sometime is have a discussion probably with uh, maybe you and maybe a couple other people after either reading that book or at least the, the second half of it. And or he has a documentary along the same lines that I haven't seen yet, but uh, discuss that. So. There so you if, you can, if, if you can summarize that book that you talk about, what what points that it could be one point or two point that you want others mm. to learn about that particular book? That's good about mm. it. So I was talking about this earlier when I recorded on their podcast that um, <laughs> it hopefully makes it in because this this was the, the part of the discussion where we're having some technical issues. But uh, there's a common expression, even Jung used it, not necessarily that saying that he believes it or whatever, but it's, it's a common expression that people don't like the idea that we are the um, not the masters in our own house. And I would say that it's kind of the opposite of that. And that's a lot of the, the point of The Master and His Emissary, the, the, the book by Ian McGilchrist, which is... Um, it's, it's more like the master is the master in his house, but our consciousness 
is what would you, it, it's like the guest and the host. It's like uh, it's it's almost like there's a hotel if you could or no, it's a journey. So I sometimes I think of a hotel, but it's more like if if we're on a, a ship, whether that's the Starship Enterprise or it's the uh, Titanic that but hopefully not a, a sinking one or, you know, some some, some uh, voyaging ship. But we'll, we'll call it the Starship Enterprise, but you don't need to know all the uh, mythology there. So if, um, so the, um, I don't know if I can think of a person that, that would, off the top of my head, that would, necess- it could be anybody other than Picard. So Picard is like the self Sometimes in the actual show, he might represent different things, but you could call him the self or the um, the, the the one who's really in charge. Now, the ego who is kind of like in, you, you know who I would think of <laughs> is uh, uh, especially like in the early seasons is uh, Wesley Crusher. That, that's that's who we are is we're like this this yet this kid who got to go on the the ship but he kind of like he's really out of place and he doesn't understand why and he's like trying to grow up because he's like a teenager when it starts and everything so that's more like who we are uh but <laughs> sorry i'm a little all over the place with these metaphors but the so it's called the master's emissary in the in the book because it's like picard makes someone else the uh the acting captain and the, and then the acting captain, whoever character that might be, uh, whether that's Wesley for some reason, or it's number one or Worf like it is sometimes the acting captain is like, okay, I'm the captain now. And then the, the acting captain thinks they're always the captain. Uh, even though like after, after a while, um, Picard takes back over and then, the acting captain is still like, oh, no, I'm in charge. So that's kind of like a trying to make a quick metaphor what the, the book's about. It has two halves. First half is um, the medical part of it or the, the, the biological part because uh, Amy Gilchrist for I don't know how many years, 20, 30 years, was a uh, psychiatrist. So he was more in the uh, medical part of the the brain and so he's all about why is the brain bifurcated what is why is it uh divided the way that it is and so he uses the metaphor in that our conscious minds acts and thinks like they're in charge when really it's kind of the the other way around the unconscious is and it's kind of the the point i get at in the my media and you'll, you'll see in the episode zero is that we need to learn, learn to go with it, not like in an apathetic way, but just, you know, in, enjoy the journey, enjoy the fact that it's uh, our unconscious that's that's really running the show and enjoy the fact that sometimes we get to kind of be in charge or act like we're in charge or have a little bit of control. Uh, but the, it's a, also the, the other interesting thing about that book to kind of wrap off that rant is that it... Uh, it goes through the, the the second half is it goes through the historical aspect of that you know thousand it covers like I don't know over two thousand maybe three thousand years of history of how our the way that we behaved and thought 
it seems from from history was more of of a um right brain unconscious type of way and then over history up until the present day the the emissary the the conscious mind left brain acts like it's in control and tries to influence the world that way and that's really where a lot of the problems come in the world where we try to uh act like we're in control when we're not and so it's better to, to go with the flow and enjoy the, the show and enjoy the ride and not put up a, a, a fuss. But yeah, that so that's that. Yeah, we don't have fun with all that good stuff. We always want to feel like, I think the Stoics mm. teach you that you are in control. But the next question that I have for you, and this, mm. is, I, this is the question that I have for Isaac for quite some time, and I've been oh, trying yeah. to get him on. <laughs> so yeah. if you could define... Uh, the difference between the, you hear this a lot in psychology, um, mm. Dr. Peterson does talk about it a lot, the unconscious and then the subconscious. What's the difference between the two? Okay, well, let me give the disclaimer that sometimes I forget to give, but I, I should more often, is that this is um, something that I do for fun, so I'm not necessarily an expert, but that being said, I feel like more people should be that way. Like, don't be afraid to, you know, get get involved in things where it seems like only experts should. Uh, but you know, it's it's fun. Like, just just like there are people who will never get into NASA, but they like doing space stuff and everything. And I don't know, maybe one day I'll do things professionally related to brains or whatever. But until then, I can still have fun thinking about it and talking about it and working with the ideas. So that's kind of the, the, the disclaimer, but, uh, uh, conscious and unconscious. So our conscious minds is what we, what we know and what we, sometimes you can think of it as, as ego, but it's, it's basically everything that, that comes to our, through, our, through our knowledge of like, we directly know this, we directly um, interact with this in, in a knowing way. Although, although that's tricky because, uh, like if you sit and have a conversation with somebody face to face or even, even, you know, video or a little bit on audio only, um, you'll pick up things that they do or say that they don't even know that they said or did, whether that's, you know, involuntary little, uh, gestures or, uh, Thing and, and sometimes we pick pick up those things and we don't even realize we, we're picking up those things. Maybe the person's a little bit uh, stressed out or whatever, and we don't know why that we're getting stressed out, but we're picking up their stress. Uh, so that's kind of goes on on the unconscious level. But uh, so we are. It's basically it's it's the things that are going on through our brain and mind that we're unaware of, and so we can do a lot to basically understand what goes on in our conscious life but the unconscious is everything that goes through our minds that we didn't really know about and the tricky thing about that it's like Carl Jung will repeat himself when he's asked about this a few times is it's really unconscious it's it's like um I don't know it's like uh if you had to sail across the ocean completely in the dark 
you know, or, or even um, drive across the country with no lights at all, like even street lights, which isn't possible now, at least in this country. But if you had to do a, a journey completely in the dark, and, and I kind of use that analogy because if you interact with the unconscious mind or whatever, just like you might pick up your own little unconscious quirks or whatever, um, you can interact with it in certain ways, but it's just going to be like getting clues, like you maybe making a, a journey completely in the, the darkness. So, but the more that we're, we're able to do that, the more we become sort of, um, um, I don't, so know, like I, I don't in, want to, I don't like, know if I want to say enlightened, but, uh, mature, like, I guess. Yeah. Like, uh, in a way where you are brave to, mm. for the unknown, basically. And right, this right. is regarding to not only life in mm. general, but like your, yourself, like your consciousness and stuff like that, where, um, going deep in mm. the, you know, the crest, you know, the, the of our brain. And I think with people, they're more scared mm-hmm. to know themselves. This is why right. um, I think on the podcast we did together on the Daily Archetypes about projection. Right, and right. this is where a lot of people would rather, I guess, judge other people than judge yeah. themselves, if that makes sense. Right. That's exactly what it is. Because if you, and okay, that that's something I was going to talk about earlier, but the, um, that's a, a post, I made about um, COVID because when, when, when COVID originally started, it was the unknown and chaotic, of course, but to such a degree that to, for the most part, we had to kind of all be in in it together. Like we didn't know if like most people that we know uh, that are at least the ones over or many of the people that we know, at least the ones in their sixties or seventies plus we're going to pass away. We didn't know, uh, you know, if the economy was going to completely collapse. And there were a lot of unknowns. Uh, this, this is a little bit off the issue of what the unconscious mind is. But it's what's what's interesting is a lot of people were the attitude at the beginning of that was more of a coming together compassionately, regardless of, you know, our backgrounds and maybe our, our goals and whatever else we're kind of in it together. Like I even had a, uh, <laughs> like there's like, I'm in a local Facebook group, like just for my, my city here near Los Angeles. And there, there was some, some good Facebook groups that kind of popped up out of nowhere, like, um, you know, helping people get, get food. Like if there, there were certain issues for, for people, things like that. And, uh, you know, I, I just joined it to, whatever, see if maybe it could help or just in case, whatever. And, uh, there, there was at the, toward the big beginning back at like the end of March, I think there was this, uh, there was this lady, I don't know. She's about my age, she had kids or whatever, but she's like <laughs> posted on there. Like, Hey, I'll, I just got this extra dozen or like 18 eggs, but I'm out of hand sanitizer and I have kids and I'm scared. Will somebody please trade me? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, Sure, I've got like an extra half a bottle almost or like a bottle of sand sanitizer if, if you want. I guess I could eat some eggs. You know? right. And we met and we traded and it was like, whatever, cool. Uh, and the, and it was funny because there were some people who saw those like comments and like, 
oh, right now nobody can get hand sanitizer. You could probably get like uh, like twenty, thirty, forty dollars for that. Like, <laughs> it's not about the the money, uh, but that that was kind of toward like at at the beginning it was it was a different world and i say that because over time we don't realize what we did and why the, it's become such a divisive world now it's because we're still even though we realize uh for the most part we're going to make it through this and for the most part you know the economy might suffer but it probably won't be as bad as 2008 um <clears throat> the there 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 are real health, health issues and it's debatable how much worse it is than you know the usual cold flu whatever but it's not going to be a huge death toll like we thought it could have been but people are still vulnerable and so the the right thing would to do would be to try to keep that attitude and be like hey guys we're all still vulnerable how can we help each other but it's almost like um I don't know. Sometimes if you have a personal relationship or, or whatever, you might notice that sometimes people will, or even in, in anybody's own life, you can see how sometimes you'll, you'll do really good. Um, I don't know. So, sometimes when people are doing good, they want to start judging others, <laughs> you know? And so I, to, to go to what you were saying a minute ago, that's why we're, we're having all these projection issues now. It's because we're doing at least better than we thought we were doing, but uh, we're still very vulnerable because we there's still high level of unknown. Like if one person could die that people know or or whatever, uh, and the the economy is still vulnerable and everything else. Uh, so the the right response would be to to keep you know humble and, and try to help each other, but because we've kind of survived, we want to start. It would be it, the the ego kind of takes over, which you know it's about you know making you know the the, the present day's pride paramount. So that's where you get into all this projecting and finger pointing, and and we say unconsciousness and projecting and everything because people don't even know that they're doing it. They you know get into all this whole like uh, it's uh, it's the communist, no, it's the uh, fascist, and you know it's the the racist, no, it's the not racist and, and everything else where th those things may be <laughs> at work to some degree, but not to, for the most part, unmanageable situations. We, the, the thing is we've got these manageable situations in our lives and we just need to figure out how to manage them and, and do what we can, but, the, but they're so complicated that we just want to do the infinite finger pointing because that protects the ego and we don't even realize we're doing it. So that that's that does get back into the whole like unconscious is oftentimes when we get into the whole like that person's the devil and they're going to ruin the world. Uh, <laughs> Orange man bad, which they might be right a lot of times. But, you know, it's like what 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 does that change compared to what can a person change by dealing with their own lives? So, right, right. There so now the, the subconscious that yeah. I hear. So the subconscious, in your opinion, what mm -hmm. 
would you think that is? Like, of course, there is, uh, mm-hmm. like, like Isaac said, we're not experts, but we do talk about this stuff because it's really fascinating. And you guys, um, it's like a rabbit hole. So if yeah. Isaac can start and do his own thing, you guys too, and I really do recommend yeah, yeah. you guys do this stuff because of the fact you learn so much about yourself. I learn a lot uh, um, going on you the daily the, archetype. Yeah. Like so much you can learn from other people. And, you know, before we begin this recording, Isaac was like, I'm a hermit. I don't, <laughs> I'm inside Just my house. Sometimes. <laughs> I, I'm in some house. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I've enjoyed um, focusing on, on some of this, uh, my projects recently, but I'll, I'll go through ebbs and flows. There's going to be, a, there's other times where I'm like, gotta get out and like be around people, but, uh, that's that's like controversial now so it's like this is the time to like focus on anything i can do at home because you know what i was going to say too on these same lines of that and and COVID is like this this might sound a little bit emo but i realized just like uh, i miss i miss like being able to just see people smile in public you know right right with the mask and everything it's like one of those little things that you take for granted normally because it's just there but now right. it's like if there's a mask you can't really see it and, and you have to like imagine it if people are trying to do that for some reason like an automatic reaction or if there's no mask then it's like oh are you bad or am i bad for not my getting a mask are we gonna kill each other's grandmas if we get too close so they don't really smile but yeah all these little things that you uh you, you we took for granted before we gotta um appreciate it whenever wherever we have it that's true. So, I mean, the situation with the whole COVID stuff, mm. um, where I live, it is currently the hot spot for COVID. Congratulations. And, right. And so the, the whole COVID situation has taught me about um, how ugly people can be. Um, and it was for a person who kind of was educated about you know, the good and bad things about human beings. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect it to be this bad, but at the same time, I feel like um, I was being kind of, you know, not understanding on both sides of the situation, which, you know, if you guys listen to this, we're not denying COVID or anything like that, but just stop being shitty to each other. Like, I see, like, the whole thing happening in L.A., like, um, I think me and me and Isaac are in the classical liberal society. Me, yeah. that's us, yeah. and so we're so we're right in the middle of the situation. So we see both sides of yeah. you know the aisle. I mean, if you don't put a mask on, you're gonna kill my fucking grandma. Or if yeah. you're you know you do put a mask on and you just put it you know pull it down to like breathe, you're like a bad person. Or if yeah, it's yeah. just, I don't like how people treat each other and i'm a very you know not touchy as in a pervert way i like human (laughs) content you know like i like touching people i like um smiling i love to see the twinkles in people's eyes just like you and Mm. like you said um maybe that's my you know as a person who's you know would describe herself as an introvert um Mm. i do miss that and that's my unconscious side um like hey man i miss that whole human content contact so it's just yeah really bad so with the subconscious with me it's like mm. is that does that happen when we sleep do you start to kind of be aware of 
you know, things that go in your brain. I love dreams. I love talking about oh, dreams. Yeah. It's one um, of my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, da, da, da. <clears throat> so dreams are, are strange things, and they're, they're different for every, everybody. And then the, the other thing on the, the unconscious um, that we didn't touch on is uh, there's, there's levels to it. So one level might be uh, you're, you're working a lot at whatever your job is, and then you start having dreams about your work. That's just like, you know, re- regular, like level one, you're, you're always going to have those conscious and unconscious thoughts coming about things that you do a lot, you know, level, level, I don't know, two or three ish is going to be personal unconscious. Like, uh, Carl Jung always makes that distinction. There's the personal unconscious and the collective unconscious and, and the, on the personal level, it's more like what Freud got into in that, you know, he thought everybody who had issues, their issues could be tied to something in their past, whether it was something in their childhood or, uh, you know, something, some past thing that they repressed or or that they didn't know about or whatever. And that can be true, but it's like, I made a post, uh, I don't know, a little bit ago, because, well, some of these start out as conversations that I have with other people because somebody was, I don't know, saying something about, I don't know, mothers in therapy or, or something. But the, the way that I actually look at some of that is that a lot of times okay, everybody has anxiety and problems and issues on, on whatever level. Maybe Maybe less people, it's anxiety, but they have stress or some other like whatever in their life. And those things are always hard to talk about or they can be hard to talk about. And so sometimes it's easy to just be like, oh, it's because my mom didn't pay enough attention to me when I was a kid or whatever, (laughs) you know, and sometimes that could be true to a large degree, but anybody can say that. And it's, it's so hard. I think that's kind of short selling yourself on solutions where it's like, that might be to some degree the, the issue, but. The, the the real issue like Carl Jung sometimes talks about is the person right now and the the person and the reason I think that he talks about who the person is right now is because the person right now is the person with the collective unconscious in them trying to urge them to do what they're supposed to do at this time in their life um and yeah sometimes that's you know like go you know say something to your mom or yell at your dad or you might need to do that once in a while but it's usually that you have a real everybody has like a real calling or real even if it's not like a a big uh, you know change the world thing it might be something in their life or their family life or their career or whatever and you know each individual knows unconsciously when they're going in the right direction or not. It's kind of like being on the Starship Enterprise. Uh, If you try to steer the wheel to go some other direction or whatever, I guess they don't have a wheel, whatever it is, and and that's not the direction you're supposed to be going, Picard will be there yelling at you, being like, don't do that, go go the other way. It's the same thing with your, uh, your unconscious. If you start 
trying to go down a path that you're not supposed to, or even just seems like you're doing fine, but you're just not doing something you're supposed to be doing, that'll start to uh, uh, bother you and manifest in ways that you don't really understand. And a lot of times then that will come out in in your uh, dreams. And so that's why Carl Jung and some others were really into interpreting dreams because you won't always have, you know, these, these big dreams that need interpretation. Sometimes it'll be silly things or whatever, but a lot of times when they are bigger or archetypal type dreams that have these, you know, symbolism in them, it's because it's trying to tell you where to, the direction that you need to be headed in, in, in the future. It's, it's less about the, the past and it's more usually about what, what attitude to have and, or, you know, what, what direction to be going with your, with your life, especially now that, you know, people can be so aimless and they, they need those reminders from what, uh, Jung would call the self or what's commonly called the, the, the conscience or, you know, like the Jiminy Cricket metaphor, that, that little voice in your, your head trying to urge you to do the, the right thing. Um, that's something that you have to develop and get better at, at listening at because the, the, other, the sort of like shadow side to that is the more you tell Jiminy Cricket to shut up or, or you do the, the opposite thing that your conscience said, says, it'll become callous or uh, dead or need to be revived or, or leave you, so to speak. And w- which is a, a thing that it, it's, it's tough to get into. It's, it's like a sensitive issue for a lot of people, but it's something to, to talk about and think about is how to have a good relationship with our conscience. You know, so, sometimes it might tell us to do something uh, really big, you know, uh, talk to a person that even if it's just like talk to a person that we don't want to, or, uh, end a relationship we don't want to, or, or maybe revive a relationship that we don't want to, you know, we, we've got to learn to harbor that relationship with ourselves Cause, cause that's actually what Jung calls it is the, is the self. And that's the way that it manifests. It's like, well, the self is the totality of the person, but, it doesn't have the same language ability that the, the ego or the normal consciousness does. So it'll just kind of have to speak in different ways than the normal, which is going to be through dreams and little, you know, hints and things. So that's that. <laughs> I think it's like with, with young, I, I don't recall where I read it. I th- I'm going to link it to you guys in the description below where he talks about a particular patient where she, this is a trigger warning for people. Okay. You guys could skip it. Um, where she was sexually abused by her family members. And so she was so traumatized from that experience that she would, um, go into, she will, um, what's that word? The astral projection. She will go out her, of her body and so what Carl Jung did was that he um, tried to get as much information as much as possible about her dreams so he could assist her. So the dreams that she was having was that she was asleep and then her 
like an out of body experience where where she goes to the moon so he was trying to um kind of talk to her about coming back from the moon and coming back to reality um because the abuse was so it was you know it was disgusting and so she Mm. kind of uh, just left her physical uh, body on earth whereas herself went to the moon and so th- th- he went in and kind of broke down what was happening to her mm. and she got healed um, yeah. because of dreams and so with me at the moment I'm having a lot of dreams about elevators so right at the moment I'm going to be a little bit kind of touchy for my listeners mm. is that um I feel like in my life right now, I'm turning 32 in a couple of weeks. I'm nearing 40, okay? And um, I feel like I didn't uh, accomplish anything. I didn't complete anything. I'm not successful, right? Hey, you've got eight eight years. I've only got two years till I'm over the hill. (laughs) And so, like, I'm having a lot of elevator dreams. Like, last night, for instance, where I was on, I'm, I'm always stuck on the third floor. That's mm. the common dream that I always have, which is pretty interesting. I think Isaac's going to kind of jump in on, mm. on the dream if you want to. And like I get stuck on the third floor and so I get left behind. And so the elevator will go up and I'm watching the elevator. I'm like, what the heck? So I'm stuck on level three. I don't know if are, it's are you are you in the elevator stuck or you're outside the elevator stuck out, outside of the elevator. Oh, okay. stuck. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm watching these people. And so I'm having a lot of house dreams. Um, oh. And I think uh, Carl Jung did talk about a particular dream that he had with Sigmund Freud. So uh, mm. if you guys don't know about Sigmund Freud, him and Carl Jung were partners and they broke away. Um, I think I don't know what happened, but it's just that they had mm. different opinions and ideas. So uh, Carl it was, Jung, it, yeah, it was it was uh, they, they broke up over his. Um, Symbol of Symbols of Transformation book, which is Collective Works number five, because in that, that's basically where Jung got to that deeper level of the, the unconscious and his sort of uh, psychology or school of thought, whatever, became very different than Freud's. The, the only thing that I would almost halfway take the side of Freud on that was that, you know, Jung was kind of like myself where it's like, oh, it's just about the work or it's just about, um, and, and, and that's kind of like what led to his whole like midlife crisis and individuation kind of processes when they kind of broke up over that, that book was because in that book and a lot of other ones, he was very explicitly making the point that, okay, I see the point in, uh, you know, Freud school and Adler and others at the time, but, but they're wrong. And here's how to take it to the next level. And I don't know, maybe you could have done so a little bit more politically, but that, that was essentially the, the split is that Freud was important though, because he got him to a certain level, but then at a certain, at some point he got to the deeper level and which I think is some, something people need to, there's going to always be those times in people's life, whatever relationships they have, whether it's personal, romantic, professional relationships or whatever, where we're going to get to deeper levels or whatever you want to call the, the levels, deeper, higher, bigger, whatever. 
And um, we want to take people with us on on that on that journey rather than be like with it because there's kind of like two options that people usually take one one is stay with them on the the non maturing level whatever that might be and then the other is uh be like screw you i found a better level <laughs> you know and you know i wasn't even when i started my little um clarification point here. I wasn't even thinking about your uh, dream necessarily, but I I think it th- it's talking about things in terms of levels, because that's what actually happened to in the, the dream with Freud and Jung that that also led to their departure. There, there were some they were going on tours and they would uh, interpret each other's dreams and uh, some of those dream interpretations they would kind of like have little fights over uh because like one of them was uh for like they they were the two of them were in a in a home they went down to one level that was like a regular basement and then freud found or no uh, jung found another basement like under the basement and that was like this whole like other world down there which was kind of like him find going from the personal unconscious to the collected unconscious that, that he said he figured out. And there was, there was like a, a thing that Freud interpreted on the way. Cause like he found some skulls on the way or something. And Freud got all hung up on like, you know, these parental images and parental things. And so Fro- Freud got, you know, took it personally. He's like, Oh, you, you just want to, destroy your father, you know, which is a lot of times what will happen in a um, uh, mentor mentee type relationship is um, the, the mentored because originally Freud called Jung the, the crown prince of the Vienna school or the, you know, Freudian school. He was supposed to kind of take it over. And um, the so anyway, we need to go to higher levels. And I, th- I think what's tricky about it is the, the finding the maturity to, and this is kind of like what we do on far out wisdom and the daily archetype and everything else is we don't know how, but we find ways maybe to take the stairs instead <laughs> instead of the elevator. That's but what wait, I did in the dream, Isaac. I oh, wow. stairs. Yeah. Wow. I just predict, predict your dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But maybe that the next level of the dream, so to speak is, Finding ways to do things like take the stairs, but also take take people with you. So go with people and take people with you is I think what it's all about. And it's not, and it might partly be about you know age and stages of life and those kind of things that we talk about, but it's just also those kind of things. Well, because you know, and and even just doing a podcast like this, your your work is going to. Like, even if people think this is like a, a silly hobby or whatever, it's like really important work, even if it's just like a handful of people or, or whatever the case, uh, it, it's important work for us, you and me and anybody on the journey that can figure figure out and help each other figure out how to mature and ascend and all those things. But I don't know. Right. Anything, anything else about that dreamer thing? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just that I have like different 
um it's a lot of i've been having a lot of mansion dream a lot mm. of hauntings um uh the common dream theme that i had recently is a lot of female ghosts if that makes sense mm. uh, a lot yeah. of um i don't know what young um his interpretation about the dreams about women but i've been having a lot of uh of, of um, you know like the, the ring kick looking did you, you know? talk did you um do you know much about the anima animus no no okay so that's the um the repressed that that's that's interesting i wonder what um jung would think of that today mm-hmm. um no be, because so in general okay because in the first half of the 20th, 20th century when you know jung was doing his thing and everything mm-hmm. um <clears throat> the gender roles were very strict the right. you know uh male and female gender roles are very strict um and because they were so strict of like you know here's what a man does and here's what a woman does and all this that would often cause repression uh, of our contrasexual side so mm-hmm. in, in a man there would uh, there's and there, there's still there was then probably more so and still to whatever degree on uh for, for men, there's the uh, the uh, anima, which is a uh, repression of the person's um, feminine side. And then often what, what that'll do is it'll become unconscious and get projected out onto the world. And sometimes in different ways or sometimes it'll come out in different ways or, or whatever. A lot of times that's how people will uh, uh, fall in love is what they do is they're fall in love with the projection of their ideal feminine, even if it's just like some silly thing, the person kind of whatever, just reminds them of something that they want. And, but I, I mentioned that um, it would be interesting if we could, I don't know if any unions, modern, modern unions are a strange group, but, it would be interesting to to like if they could seriously have the the conversation about the, the world now. Not not getting into the whole like gender identity or cross intersectional politics. I mean, that's its thing, and and you know whatever that's for each person to to deal with. But um, the thing is is whatever person is, regardless of if they like penises or vaginas or buttholes or whatever 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 person is uh they they don't fit the same like i am completely heterosexual although sometimes i will uh just because of people i've been around or not caring about gender roles so much i might come across feminine or people might guess that i'm gay sometimes but i'm not um I only say that just as an example, uh, and there's a lot of examples where <clears throat> people might be behaving out of their gender role, regardless of their the the, the, the biological or social what they want to do in their bedroom and everything. I say that because <clears throat> people, I, like I think, a, like a, in a modern in the modern world now. A lot of guys repress their masculine side. And then what they'll do often, 
I don't know if I'd say the majority, but a lot of cases, many cases in the modern mating world or whatever, they when they project out the ideal female, they actually project out a female that is behaving a bit more masculine. Now, not 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 in a uh, necessarily like behaves uh, overtly androgynous or whatever, but you know, masculine character characteristics aren't just this like, do I look like a man? Do I talk like a man? And you know, same thing with feminine characteristics. They're not just that. They're they're roles of like, you know, typically a the 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 masculine role would be to be more assertive or aggressive. And, you know, all, all these things of how you interact in, in the world, especially because most of our million, multi-million history, year history of humanity, um, it was the survival of the fittest and the men that are like twice the size of women had to aggressively protect the women. And that was important, of course, because <clears throat> the women were the, you know, seed of, of life. And if you don't protect the, the women that can't really protect themselves so well, they, we die as a species. So anyway, um, now it's, it's weird because you, you brought up the, you know, female ghost and it might be so, sometimes in the, in the, the modern world, there may or may not be something wrong with it or, or whatever. It's just how it is. But, um, I feel like oftentimes the, and, I, and again, I say it's, it's a, um, we don't really, we all, like Jung never really talked about it because it wasn't so much a thing in, in his day. You know, he, he's like fine with homosexuals or whatever, but. but he, he didn't finish the book. No. Right. Talking about the, what, what's the, the female is the anima, uh, right? Well, or the anemus. Anima is the repressed uh, female. And animus is the repressed, repressed masculine, but it's just that now I think that may be the people may have to a certain degree repressed same sex. So like you could have a repressed, this is just like experimental thinking, but you could have a repressed anima or normally you would have a, you know, which is feminine where normally people would have a repressed, um, animus as a female and i at sometimes as a man could have a repressed animus uh you know which is the masculine side uh so that's kind of the the, the world that we're in now that, that we've got to deal with and that might be i can't say you know for sure but it could be something along the lines of dealing with these feminine ghosts like uh if you ever, have you seen the movie um inception no i have not um okay. I it's it's very uh, Jungian, but I only mention that because one of the underlying themes is that <clears throat> there wasn't really like a mother figure or like a the 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 female roles or feminine roles in the you know archetypal roles in the movie because it's a very archetypal movie and dealing with dreams more than anything. Uh, they were either like pushed aside or used or, or dead or, you know, th those kind of things. And I, I think they, I don't know if it's like a semi 
Jungian wokeness kind of movie or what, <clears throat> but they were kind of dealing with the the idea that we've kind of killed or or oppressed the feminine aspect in our you know modern world, which which I think there's actually a lot of truth to that because, um, and not 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 completely, but you know, in general, regardless of your male or female or whatever sexual um there isn't the feminine aspect that, that there used to be and, and the only time that you really see it is like instagram models <laughs> you know no, are you talking like the boobies and shit no are they okay so this is my i i think my problem is is that um i'm reaching a stage of where i will stop making eggies for my ovaries mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I, a big deal for girls. <laughs> so um, when when I became so this is gonna get a little dirty, guys. Okay, trigger warning. Wow, 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 wow. So it's like in my thirties, I have high sexual drive. When I was a lot younger, it was more the fact that I wanted to have sex just to have sex for pleasure. Right now that I'm in my thirties, I pretty much want to have sex for babies. I, I, my body's like, give me baby now like a German ovaries put your seed in me (laughs) and so it's Mm. I think that's what it is and um I'm very um you you only have a son right you have have one child only only one only one baby Mm. and um it's uh how how old's your son by the way he's only five he's only five so my body is telling me, "Give me baby now." Mm-hmm. I, I, and maybe know. it wants maybe it wants a girl baby. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe it wants a a girl baby. And the thing yeah. with me is, is that um, I do get along with a lot of males more than uh, I do with females. Now yeah. I do get along with particular females, though uh, mm. females that have a lot of masculine qualities within them. See, and I, yep. Yep, and so I I I love my feminine side, but at the mm. same time, I'm masculine side, but at the same time, I do love my feminine side. I do mm. love um, being the caretaker. I do love you know caring yeah. when you see this, um, you know that I'm very supportive of you, and I've, I'm always like, hey man, yeah. how are you doing? I'm I'm like the fucking soccer mom. Go daily, architect. Yeah. Good, <laughs> you know. It's like, you're, and that's, you're, that's, good, you're a good soccer mom. I appreciate all that. I don't I don't take I don't take anybody's soccer momming, but I'll I'll take yours. But go ahead. <laughs> and so that's pretty much what I do, and I'm very supportive. And if you guys uh, kind of get to know me a little bit, I am like that where um I, I'm fully supportive of anybody's work and I'm I'm mm-hmm. so happy for everybody. And that's my feminine side that comes out. And I really love um the weird thing about me is that mm-hmm. I wish that I got into like uh being a medic. I love taking care of people's wounds, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, only but- you know, I think that's a. Um, you're you're still doing that. Maybe you're you're starting with yourself, sort of like I did, and I'm still doing. But it's it's. Um, we need more people, even if it's just podcasting or, or Facebooking or whatever. More t- people taking care of the invisible wounds, and well, and because I feel like a lot of times people get want to get into medical and nursing type things like that and you know more power to them uh but i feel like what's really underlying that in in like reality whether that's unconscious or whatever is maybe that's part of the wounded or mutated or or dying feminine aspect of our our culture 
is we need more of a um, that aspect, not not just the sexy feminine or whatever. Sure, there's a certain place for that, but the um, feminine that that will help take care of people's hurts and help people heal because that's that's the main aspect of the, the feminine that that we need to re-embody I guess right that I think so too I think because yeah. we have a lot of what mental illnesses and stuff like that that goes around mm. and um I, I don't know the numbers in particular mm. but um right right that's it's the world needs us little tiny podcasters mm. and um, <laughs> for us to come about and come together and talk about these things because there's a big market for that. I think um, there's yeah, a lot of- not, not just a financial market. That's uh, almost a, a byproduct or beside the point that the, the, the market is, and you know, the, the, I get into this a little bit and some of my podcasts that, that you might hear is that, um, well, to, to put it to our current language, the, the market is people are, are hurting. And what the worst part about, the, the, the way that people are hurting now is that they're hurting and they're denying it, especially to themselves. Uh, that's the, the worst thing about our culture and that people don't want to, to deal with for, if, if they can get away with ignoring it as long as that they can. And that's kind of like what's, what's manifesting now with this whole like t- our society being torn apart with this, you know, current, these current political climates and whatever, uh, that's really what's underneath it. Like what's underneath it. Yeah. There, there might be like a orange man bad and there might be a vulnerability from COVID and a lot of those different things, but you know, people are just, uh, hurting. And, and one thing that I'm, I'm learning as I've kind of got more involved in this type of media is, um, We've got to get, and I think we talked about for a minute last time I had you on mine, is that we got to get better at, you know, it's like we can't tell people, hey, shut up. I know you're hurting. <laughs> you know, we've got, we've got to get better at, at like helping people heal even if they don't want to or even if they don't want to admit that they, they have that. And so, like, I don't know if for a like, quick analogy, it might be somebody that wants to stay in bed all the time because uh, for, for whatever reason. And you could just yell at that person like, Hey, go get a job, go get out of bed, whatever. But the better thing to do would just be like, start doing stuff with them, whatever that it might be that they like doing. And then eventually they won't want to be in bed and they'll want to stay active, even if you're busy or whatever. And then they'll go out and do their own things and, and they'll heal that atrophy from, you know, staying in bed for so long and all that, yeah. All right. So I I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even prepare for this, and this has got it gets really deep. So mm. my doggie went pee pee right oh, now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so in her little tiny cage. So I'm gonna mm. end this, and uh, I hope you guys go follow Isaac on the Daily Archetypes because mm. it gets a little bit more deeper, and he has awesome guests. And Isaac, before we go, uh, mm. what wisdom that you want to share with the world? Hmm. What wisdom? Um, yeah, join all those things. And I I just say stay archetypal because that just means coming to a knowledge of the way you really are. 
That's awesome. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining in and listening to this conversation. And thank you, Isaac, for coming on Foul. And I hope you had a wonderful time. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, guys, as always, stay far out. Bye.